0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Alec Callahan, and we got, I would say, a productive week in Hollywood right before Thanksgiving, at least, that is when this is being recorded. We got more movies in the works, box office numbers, and a move I find questionable from Amazon. First, we'll start off with the numbers. So, the weekend before Thanksgiving was dead. Really dead. In first place again was Freaky but with only 1.2 million for a total now of 5.6 million. In second place is War With Grandpa with 733,000 for a total of 16.1 million. In third place is Let Him Go which made 710,000 with a total of 7.9 million. Fourth place was Come Play with 550,000 for a total of 8 million. And in fifth place was the re-release of The Santa Claus with 461,000. We did actually get a wide release this weekend and it was the Jackie Chan Chinese movie Vanguard. However, it opened in 1300 theaters and only made $400,000 in its opening weekend. Deadline is also reporting the small studio that released it domestically, Gravitas, has a 90-day theater uh, theatrical exclusive window, Uh, so any hopes of moving that to PVOD for the holidays to get a boost in revenue is now out the window. I think that's a shame because I have been looking forward to watching it, Uh, but getting back on track here, these numbers are terrible, but what do you expect? Freaky is only in just over 2,000 theaters, and that number for the past few weeks has shrunk as more and more restrictions across the country come into effect for a few weeks. Reviews for The Croods 2 have already been released, and as of this recording, Universal has not pulled it, so they are going to go ahead with it. what is probably the biggest release since Tenet, and probably the last big movie from a studio for 2020, besides uh, Sony's Monster Hunter, assuming they don't delay it. My prediction for The Croods is that it opens between $46 anymore, and I'd be surprised. And before we talk about the Chinese box office, I do have a quick update on Demon Slayer. The movie is at two hundred and forty eight million, so it will pass the two hundred and fifty million milestone, but more importantly, it has now taken third place as the highest grossing movie in Japan of all time. In second place is Titanic, and first place is held by Spirit of the to help boost sales, the studio will be doing another giveaway this week, so it will be interesting if it can eventually take first place. Heading to China, we did get a new movie opening in first, which was a Hong Kong movie called Caught in Time, coming in at 30.3 million. In second place was the previous top movie for a while, The Sacrifice, which made 6 million for a total now of 161 million. Then in a very close race for third and fourth place, Paw Patrol beat out Greenland, which just opened in China. Paw Patrol made 3.3 million, while Greenland made 3.2 million very close. As I've mentioned before, I have noticed uh, lately that the Chinese box office is very top-heavy, and we see that again this weekend. Uh, Again, like from 30 million to 6? That's a steep drop. It does seem that while people are going to theaters, they're only showing up the first week or two and then drop off drastically. I don't think this is any cause for concern right now, just something I noticed. For Hollywood movies coming in the holiday season in China, we got ourselves a triple threat match. Coming in first on December 4th is the video game movie Monster Hunter. Then on December 18th, Warner Brothers will release Wonder Woman 1984. And finally, on Christmas Day, Disney will release their latest Pixar movie, Soul. So at least from Hollywood, there will finally be a month with heavy competition between movies again. And we also still have Chinese movies that will be released during this time and around New Year's, which is a very popular time to release them. I will try to gather a list of some of those movies and talk about them for the next episode so you have a clearer idea of what the Chinese box office will look like in a few weeks. Finally, before we go on to the movies in development, France is looking to start to reopen, and this includes theaters. Starting on December 15th, theater owners can reopen, but there will still be a curfew of 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., so no late, late showings for now. If this does happen, we can see Disney to try and release Soul there, and Warner Brothers can also offer Wonder Woman. And speaking of Wonder Woman, after last week's shocking announcement, Warner Brothers has cleared up their international release dates for the movie. I'll list some of the more noticeable ones now, and this is assuming, obviously, obviously, no more delays. December 16th, it'll open in Greece, Iceland, Portugal, South Africa, as well as France and the UK, if theaters are open. December 17th, Hong Kong, Mexico, Singapore, United Arab Emirates. December 18th, China, Japan, and Spain. December 23rd, South Korea. December 26th, Australia and New Zealand. And January 28th, Italy if theaters are open. With a lot of countries lined up for a release, I do think it will be 10 into worldwide total, but past 400 million, I'm not sure how much further it would go. I really do think it needs a China boom and Nice Lakes in Japan to go further than that. And until we see the public's reception there, we won't know. All right, looking at the movies in development, The Hollywood Reporter is exclusively reporting that Black Panther 2 will move forward and will start filming next July. Along with this, they are reporting that Tanaka has signed on to play one of the antagonists of the film. No other details were given about the film, except that Leto Wright, who plays Shuri, a.k.a. Black Panther's sister, will have a more prominent role in the movie. I was surprised that they are moving forward with this so quickly, but I do think the best way to move forward is that she takes over the mantle, while the supporting cast helps her. You can write it that in between Endgame and this movie, Black Panther died peacefully, open up the movie with a funeral, give fans closure, and move forward. Next up, it turns out Disney likes making money, and that is why they have made the wise decision of greenlighting Deadpool 3. Deadline is reporting that Ryan Reynolds and the studio met with writers for pitches on the sequel and eventually agreed on the Molyneux sisters for the job. They're most known for writing for the comedy show Bob's Burgers. As for the details for the film, sources say Deadline say the film will still be rated R and that a new director will need to be hired as the previous one for the second movie. David Litch, is booked throughout 2021. So this is a smart move for Disney. A well-made Deadpool movie we now know can make 700 to $800 million. If they're even more ballsy and have Deadpool interact with other MCU characters, then this is a billion-dollar movie. My only question is, how will they market this? It's rated R, clearly not meant for kids, so no Disney logo. I assume it's going to be Marvel Studios and the 20th Century logo. But, look, they have time to figure this out because we're assuming Blade will also probably be rated R, so you'd have to figure that out as well. Now, this is not the only move Disney's making regarding R-rated movies and Fox property. Deadline is reporting that they are looking to hire Dan Trattenburg to direct a new Predator movie. Most famous for directing 10 Cloverfield Lane, this new Predator movie already has a script being written by Patrick Aysen, so it's further along than Deadpool 3. Deadline says the plot is being kept under wraps, but I think it's safe to assume it will not continue off of the last one and do a fresh and new story instead, which is a good thing. This is another good move from Disney, and it shows that they're willing to utilize the IP they bought. Yes, The Last Predator's movie was not good and did not do great at the box office, but the right type of movie can revitalize the franchise for future movies, and that is what Disney sees here. I would assume it would be R-rated, but we are are not 100% sure on that right now. Deadline has got another exclusive for a new movie in development, and this one is another monster movie from Universal. Apparently, it's based on a classic movie character, but not sure which one yet. The movie will be at least produced by the duo Phil Lloyd and Chris Miller, but not confirmed if they'll be directing, and it will start Channing Tatum with Wes Took already writing the script. Besides the classic character being unknown, the movie itself is supposed to be a modern uh, tongue-in-cheek thriller. So just from these details, I think it's a good idea, because you have more serious takes like The Invisible Man and soon-to-be Wolfman. Then you have more action focus with the Scorpion King reboot and the thriller comedy with this movie. This keeps things fresh for Universal's lineup for the next few years. And if I had to guess the character, I think it's a creature from the Black Lagoon. Just based on what they have done, not done yet. The monster's not had a movie in a long time. You've had Dracula, Mummy. You've gone up and down the list. I do think it's due. And I feel with modern day tech and social media, having that kind of monster roaming around can be made into a tongue in cheek thriller. For VOD Premium, we got a move from Amazon that I don't really agree with. A few weeks ago, we talked about how they bought Coming to America 2 from Paramount, and it was assumed it would stay on its Christmas release. Well, that's not the case anymore. Amazon has updated their plans and the movie will be released worldwide March 5th of next year. I find this curious because I assume they bought it to have a big movie for the holiday season. Now, unless they have something else planned, they have, uh, nothing. I guess maybe they do not feel the need to have anything big, or who knows. Maybe they think between *Soul* and Wonder Woman opening then, it's too crowded. And they will not get the numbers they want. Remember, they did pay $125 million for this. More than Borat 2. So they want record numbers when they release it. And ideally get more people to sign up for Prime. Releasing it with two big movies for competition could hinder it. Finally, we will hopefully be getting a proper look at Apple's distribution of movies early next year. They have announced that their next movie, Cherry, will be coming to theaters February 26th. And then worldwide on Apple TV Plus on March 12th. Directed by the Russo brothers and starring Tom Holland, this looks to be a smaller but more intimate movie. Which, since at the point of release, we should be nearing the end of the pandemic, it's a better movie to test the waters than, say, a blockbuster movie. Now, unlike some of the movies where Apple will work with Paramount to distribute, it seems they will be distributing this themselves. Which probably explains the shorter theatrical release window. Gotta say, if I'm able to see this in theaters next year, it's gonna be weird seeing an Apple logo before a movie. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Buying Officer Seats. No question this week. Just wanted to say I hope you all have a day. Happy Thanksgiving. And see you next time.